0: Welcome to Nairobi Chapel and We grow deep to reach wide. Hello, welcome to the Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi podcast. My name is Carol Oyola, and if you are a return listener, you will sort of put two and two together and know that the lead pastor of Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi is Fred Oyola, and no, I am not his sister, but his lovely wife. Um, and if this is your first time listening in, thank you so much. And I do hope that this podcast and the previous episodes um, will be a blessing to you. And I pray that you'll be able to subscribe and keep coming back to listen in to the wonderful content that we have for you at Nairobi Chapel and Bakasi. It's founded on the word of God. We believe the word of God is truth. It is life. And so... You will not just find our sermons on this podcast channel, but you will also find um, interviews and real talk um, on various issues affecting society today. So take a moment and just look back, eh? kick back. We've been at this for a while, so I'm sure you'll get really good content. Um, I'm also encouraging you to follow us on Social media, that is at NC Mbakasi, or even if you just type Nairobi Chapel Mbakasi on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, you will find us there. We have a current uh, Bible reading plan for the year that's ongoing, but it's never too late. Um, you can still join in, so send a DM for the plan if you really want it as well. Cool. So when I was asked to share... Um, today. um, Thank God I was told to share on something that i already done, otherwise. Um, But I'm sharing on Psalm 19. Um, I initially shared on this Psalm uh, at Nairobi Chapel South Bible Study, which was on Facebook and Instagram Live. And so, yeah, I was told, hey, that was a really good devotion. So why not share that with us? So this will be just a conversation, I may not be able to hear you back, but please, I would really not mind you um, sharing your, I mean, shouting at the back over there and saying, hey, yes, I feel you, Carol, I feel you. Um, But I want this to be very lighthearted and for us to just have a conversation and delve into the word of God. And I do not only want you to listen in and um, just listen. I would love for you to go back to this psalm. And every other book chapter that will be discussed in this month. And just reflect, reread it, uh, memorize scripture if you have to, but just keep the word of God in your heart. Uh, because it is life-giving, it is there to teach us, it is there to convict us and not condemn. And it is there to give us life and peace and joy Even the times when we don't know what to say when we're praying. The Bible is a great way to pray your way through. Cool. So before we start, please get your Bible. Um, If you're going to be using your phone, that's okay. I'm not judging. (laughs) I'm more of a hard copy person. So if you hear um, pages flipping and um, I have my notebook as well, please do not mind. Um, But get your Bible. And if you can, if you're a journal person, get your journal. Um, get your pen, but let's get ready to study the word of God. Um, but before we start, let's kick off with prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time you have given us, oh God, to be in your presence, to just spend time in your word. Even for those who are listening to the sound of my voice, Heavenly Father, I pray that your word, will come forth as life in their lives, O God, that, Lord, you will use me. I am just but a vessel, Heavenly Father. And so I pray that, Lord, as we meditate and uh, study your word um, at this time, Heavenly Father, may it continue to bear fruit within us, Heavenly Father. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Cool. So let's go to Psalm 19. I am more of a hard copy person. So what I'll just quickly do, and please note, this will be very short. Do not, <laughs> do not worry if you're thinking, oh God, we're going to be here for another two hours. Relax. Uh, it's going to be brief because the whole point is for me to plant a seed and you to just go back and um, meditate and study on this word. Cool. So I will read Psalm 19 to you just in case you don't have a Bible with you. Verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day they pour forth speech. Night after night they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the end of the world. In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom, coming forth from his pavilion like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Verse 12. Who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then will I be blameless, innocent of great transgression. And verse 14, my favorite. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Now, some of you may know verse 14 more, um, but if not, um, cool. So, I mean, I this is just such a beautiful psalm. And as we look at it, I just want to look at it in three parts. And so we'll look at it from verse 1 to 6, and then from verse 7 to 13, and then we'll go now to 14 by itself. No, actually 7 to 11, sorry. And then verse 12 to 14. Yes. All right. So um, when you look at verse one to six, um, David here is just using like poetry and he's sort of painting a picture. Now, I really, I, as in, by the way, if there's a writer that I really love in the Bible is David, how he was able to use poetry and imagery, like literally he's those literary, hey, hey. This one, what do I call them? You know, those brilliant writers. Let me just not say, embarrass myself here, but he was such a brilliant writer and he was an artist in the way he would paint pictures with his words. And so she's basically painting a picture for you about God's amazing creation, how God is revealed through his creation. Now, if you're like me, I am a nature girl. I really love nature. I am the person who enjoys walking Um, in the midst of nature, whether it's by the mountains or by the beach, um, in the forest, you know, Karura forest like that, Aberratom. I absolutely love, except when there are too many people, (laughs) but I absolutely love, um, just soaking in nature, just being still and, um, just taking it all in. Or if I'm in shags um in the countryside and because in Nairobi cloud cover is yeah because of pollution and everything we hardly see stars we do see some but not as much but in the countryside or in shags um, you're able to see stars you're able to see the clear skies and if you're lucky enough you can even get to see a shooting star and to look at all this it's just amazing to see how magnificent is God's creation. Like when I try to think of even the universe as a whole, not just Earth. Earth is, of course, you can't fathom it all, but the universe as a whole, the galaxies, the other planets, as in you can't just take it in. It's just too vast, too vast for the human mind. And so um, it made me think, when was the last time I really thought of God as the creator? Right, there are many times we think of God as God, the Provider, God, the Healer, God, my peace, God, my banner. But at what point do we look at God in Genesis one, the one who said, "Let there be," and there was, the God who said, "It was good," right? And so I just want you to take some time um, this week or in the next few days and just reflect on me, on God, the Creator. And trust me, you'll you'll just be amazed at his masterpieces. There are things we don't even know of. There are flora and fauna that we are not aware of. I watch BBC documentaries and other um, wildlife or um, earth documentaries and you are amazed at the number of fish in the sea. Um, The animals that are on land, the insects, although I hate bugs, (laughs) but just it's just amazing to see even the number of plants there are. We know just so few. So this amazing God who painted um, a picture for us and gave us this amazing creation. Um, how many times do we reflect on that? And I will urge the content creators or the creators among us, if you're an artist, a music artist, or if you're a content creator, if whatever it is that you're in the, in the creative space, I would love for you to tap into God the creator because he is the one who authored all of this. And so can you imagine the amazing ideas that he would give you as a creative if you only tap into him as the source. And so it's also a challenge for me um, to do the same. Whenever I'm thinking of great, grand ideas, when is the time when I'm just busy trying to think into my own head instead of reaching out to the creator and asking him, God, give me a great idea. Um, be the creator, the one who, um, as David says, in the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion. Let me tell this guy. This guy knew how to write. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. And so it's amazing how um, the creation itself tells us about God. Yes, if you want to know about God, look at creation. Um, It reveals him. It reveals who he is. And so that's why um, it's amazing to just take time and reflect. All right, cool. And then now we go to verse 7 to 11. This is the second part. And I absolutely love this section because David is using a variety of expressions to refer to the word of God. Um, And so there are seven ways. Are there seven? One, two. Okay, but I'll, I'll mention the number of ways that he's calling the word of God. So he's calling the word of God the law. Of the Lord, the statutes, the precepts, the commands, the fear, the ordinances. That's all related to. He's just basically giving different ways of describing the Word of God. And how is he describing it? These are the adjectives. Yes, remember English classes? <laughs> These are the adject- adjectives he uses for the Word of God. The law is Lord is, of the Lord is perfect, perfect statutes of the lord are trustworthy the precepts of the lord are right the commands of the lord are radiant the fear of the lord is pure the ordinances of the lord are sure so he's calling them perfect trustworthy right radiant pure and sure are you able to say the same by the way about the word of god are you able to stand tall and stand tall, sorry, and say this about the Word of God. And he also goes further to sort of say these are the adjectives, this is what describes the Word of the God, but what does it do? He says, the Word of God revives the soul. it makes wise the simple, it gives joy to the heart, it gives light to the eyes, it endures forever, and it's altogether righteous. There is power. And the reading and learning and studying of the Word of God that just goes beyond intellectual benefit just for you to gain knowledge. It actually changes for the better. It converts your soul. It brings new life. So even as you read the Word of God, there are many people who have read it out of just knowledge, mind head knowledge, um, just to figure out what does this Bible say. But when you reflect and meditate and study the Word of God... um, it will make a change trust me i don't i have never and please tell me if i am wrong but i have never seen somebody who has fed on the word of god who has studied it and meditated upon it and even perhaps memorized scripture and has not been changed please show me that one person right that has not been changed by the word of God because it revives the soul. It makes wise the simple. It just reminds me of how Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him. And even you see sometimes people who teach the word of God, and perhaps they've never even gone to seminary um, to learn theology, or they don't have a PhD, um, but they sound so wise. That's what the word of God does. It makes wise the simple. It gives joy to the heart. It gives light to the eyes. For those who are wandering and you're lost in sin or you're bound, I um, mean, you're looking for some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, tunnel, you will find this in the word of God. It endures forever. This book was written God knows how many years ago, and it is still relevant today. It is altogether righteous. There is nothing impure um about this book it may talk about sin and it will mention sin it will mention evil but the word of God is not evil it's mentioning it for us to understand what sin is and what it has done in our lives and I like how David goes further and gives like he's trying to describe how beautiful the word of God is and he says they are more precious than gold than much pure gold let me tell this is a wealthy guy David was a very wealthy man and when he's telling you that the word of God is much pure, is more precious than gold, than much pure gold, you know very well that pure gold, yes, not these things we see in the streets, pure, pure gold is super expensive. And here is a wealthy man telling you that the word of God is so much better and so much more precious than that pure gold. That thing that you hold with so much value and worth, the word of God is more precious than that. He also says that they are sweeter than honey, honey from the comb. Now, if you're a lover of honey, you know that these things we are sold for in the supermarket. And I'm so sorry if you're one of those. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> um, there's some, there's some, you can tell the difference. There's a difference between honey that is like you can tell has been added um, funny thing syrup or something it's not legit and then there's that honey that is straight from baringo from from wherever that the honey spots are but imagine taking honey from the actual comb where the bees are you know you remove it even with bees in there and eating the comb that's what david is saying he's saying they are sweeter than honey from the comb which is the real deal right And so if you treasure the word of God, I really hope that you can hold these words and um, value them and say that the word of God is perfect. The word of God is trustworthy. It is right. It is radiant. It is pure. It is sure. And it's even more precious than pure gold and sweeter than honey from the comb. And I like how he says that by them is your servant warned. Sorry. By them is your servant warned. And that's why I mentioned that the Bible mentions sin for us to learn um, what sin does to us. And in keeping them, there is greater reward. Let me tell you, I don't know if you're like me, but who is looking toward heaven? I'm really, as in, I think the the, the troubles of this world, and especially in this times um, of COVID, um, really bog you down. Sorry, um, but... It's just that um, knowing that if I keep the word of God, if I obey him, there is great reward. I look forward to that day when Jesus will put a crown on my head and say, well done, good and faithful servant. May he say that of me. And I pray, And that's my prayer for you as well, that you will hold this word of God in your heart. Um, obey his word. Um, Because with obedience, there is great reward, not just here on earth, but for in in eternity. So if you want to spend eternity with Christ, keep this word of God in your heart. And if you've not accepted Christ as your personal savior, my prayer to you is that you will see the light and that you will see, um, you will witness his love. God loves you no matter what. He loves you even in the depth of your sin. And he's calling you out, saying, you know what, my son, my daughter, I have something greater and better for you. And trust me, life in Christ is not easy. It is hard. But he gives us the strength to go through it, to work out our salvation. He has given us his Holy Spirit. So I encourage you to come to Christ, especially if you do not know this God. Um, Because you can imagine, your soul will be revived. Your simple mind will be made wise. You'll get joy. You'll be given light to your eyes because it endures forever and it is altogether righteous. And in the third part, from verse 12 to 14, I like how David is going into, he's sort of now like reflecting on himself and he's saying, who can discern his errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Now, there are times we have this, um, we've done sin, nobody has seen us, Um, nobody suspects us. It's like, you know, those things that guys say, this is between me and God, literally. There are some things you do that is between you and God, but that's still sin. That's still sin. And he sees it. You may think nobody else sees it, but he sees it. And here David is saying, forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sin. That sin that you're just looking at and saying, you know what? I know this is sin, but hey, there's grace. There's grace. And I know as Christians, we know how to take advantage of grace. And so... David is saying that keep your servant also from willful sin. May they not rule over me. May they not rule over me. And may this be your prayer. That Lord, keep me from that which I want to do, uh, which I no longer want to do, but really want to do. And I think that was Paul who said that. And so you're looking unto God and telling him, please keep me from that which I know I will do willingly and may it not rule over me. Then will I be blameless, innocent of great transgression. So David starts by saying how the word of God is perfect. But this word of God also searches deep within your heart. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts through bone and marrow. And so he knows that only for him to get that great reward is if only he's in obedience to Christ. And so he's asking God, please forgive my hidden faults. Forgive me for those sins that I will do willfully. May they not rule over me, Heavenly Father. I want to walk in purity. I want to walk in righteousness. Now, many people may say, oh, but we're not perfect. Jesus was perfect, but we're not. But aren't we striving for perfection? Aren't we striving for holiness? Aren't we striving for righteousness? And I'm imploring you today to take that step. And walk with Christ. And just tell him, Lord, I want to walk in holiness. I want to walk uh, with you. I want to be cleansed inwardly. I want to surrender and be pure before your eyes. And that's why I love how he ends this psalm by saying, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight. He's asking God, Lord, please, whatever I say, whatever I speak, and the meditations of my heart, whatever I store within my heart, whatever I store within my mind. And it all goes back to what are you feeding your mind? What are you feeding your soul? Um, what are you feeding uh, on that is affecting your speech? Um, may the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be pleasing in God's sight. And I like how he says, "O oh Lord, my rock and redeemer. Because a rock, a rock literally, like when he's referring to a rock here, it's not this so-called small. These are stones that we refer to, right? A rock is so huge that you cannot move it. It's like too strong, right? And so he's saying that, my Lord, my rock, that's where I find my refuge. And my Redeemer, because he redeems him from sin. He redeems him from his transgressions. And so may that be the prayer of your heart, That even as a Christian, because sometimes we tend to be very mediocre. And I'm speaking, by the way, uh, as one. I'm not saying this um, as somebody who's perfect um, or who's speaking over you. Because this is something I'm also preaching to myself. Sometimes as Christians, we take this walk of faith. um, So we're very lenient. We're like, ah, I'm too lazy to spend quiet time with god i'm too lazy to read the word of god but you spend endless hours crawling through instagram or twitter or social media or even youtube right um and i'm guilty of that and i'm convicted every day by the holy spirit when like when will you spend time with me and the lord longs to commune with us he longs to develop a relationship with us And so the only way that we can walk towards holiness or work out our salvation in fear and trembling is when we develop and cultivate a relationship with God, a personal relationship with God. It's good, it's great to um, be in the company of other believers and to um, worship together. But what do you do from that Monday to Sunday um, or Monday to Saturday um, when you're not in church or when you're not in a church setting? Um, when you're not with other believers, or even in this season when everybody is self um, uh, in social social distancing rather, and you're finding you have a lot of time to yourself, how are you cultivating your relationship with God um, that will bear fruit um, in in years to come and also in eternity? And so, yeah, um, that was just my. Small way of sharing the word with you, but I'd really like to encourage you to go back to Psalm 19 and meditate on it. Look at every word. And also, if possible, research and go deeper into why David was saying these words. But also may these words be um, your prayer in the days to come, because I know it's my prayer as well. Um, So let's wrap this up with prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word that is perfect, that is sure, that is trustworthy, that is righteous your laws that revive the soul, that make wise the simple, Heavenly Father, that bring joy to our hearts, that give light to our eyes, because they are much more precious than pure gold, Heavenly Father, that they are sweeter than honey from the comb. Heavenly Father, I pray that we will hide your word in our hearts, that we may not sin against you, Heavenly Father. We want to live in obedience. We want to live in your truth, O God. We want to be kept away from our um, from willful sins that they may not rule over us, Heavenly Father. I pray, Lord, that um, you will forgive our hidden faults, O oh God. We want to be blameless before you. We want the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart um, be pleasing in your sight, O oh God, our rock and redeemer. And so, Lord, I pray for anyone who's listening and they've not given their lives to you, Lord. O oh, Holy Spirit, meet them where they are. May they, may you bring light to their eyes, Heavenly Father. May you break their chains and... Cover them with your love, O God. Remind them that you sent your one and only Son to die on the cross for us, that we may be set free, free indeed, free from sin, free from bondage, O God, and that we may be saved to spend eternity with you. So may they take this time to repent of their sins and believe in their hearts and confess with their mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and they will be saved. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. Um, See you soon.